Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, this is episode 34, Andy here. Just doing a quick intro for this episode. Um, so we caught up with Ryan Creed, who is one of the founders of Lifecycle. Lifecycle do mushroom products. They do tinctures and coffees and drinks and all cool stuff with all different mushrooms. Um, so was caught up with Ryan in Margaret River and I dialed in from Sydney. It was pretty, uh, pretty sober low-key conversation but quite interesting especially if you are interested in health and well-being um, if you want to try any of the life cycle products go to lifecycle.com that's l-i-f-e-c-y-k-e-l.com and use the code 1-o-t-w that's 1-o-t-w that'll get you 10 percent off anything um, i just ordered myself some lion's mane and reishi mushrooms so we'll report back on how i feel after that but um, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Send, Send it. it. All right. Well, Ryan Creed, welcome to One Off The Wood. This is going to be a sober episode of One Off The Wood, a little bit different to our last one where things took a bit of a turn. So, I'm actually looking forward to this one. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, mate, you're the co-founder of a business called Lifecycle. So, on your Instagram page, it says, unlocking humanity's potential with functional mushroom products. It's exciting sort of stuff. And um, I suppose to the context around this, you and I actually um, hatched the idea for Fat Chance, the the low carb doco um, and, and, you know, obviously my fueled me across Australia on my push bike ride. So um, that's sort of how we know each other. And <laughs> like a lifetime ago was it, it was five years ago, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, it just made it to Adelaide. So <laughs> it's a long time and a lot's happened since then. And um, you were saying to me today, it's been five years since you had a beer. It's been, it's actually been five years since I've had a beer. Yeah. It's incredible. I never would have thought I'd <laughs> be down this path, but um, yeah, I took I took a took a turn towards drinking um, kombuchas and and more water was, but yeah, you got to replace it with something. So yeah, sober one off wood, but obviously your business life cycle is in the uh, in the industry of mushroom supplements. I suppose is that what we can call it? Yeah, functional mushrooms, edible mushrooms, and and um, you know what has been termed medicinal mushrooms by the Japanese and the Chinese cultures for for centuries. Cool. So what have I got here? You've made me a little elixir. And Andy, you I think um, you've got a mushroom elixir over there as well, don't you? I do. Cool. A little, uh, little reishi cacao going on here was with a bit of cinnamon in there and and, um, and some coconut oil. It's delicious and chocolatey <laughs> and uh, nice, nice little treat post-surf. A little chill out, a um, little chill out beverage. What have yeah. you got, Andy? You've got a mushroom yeah, I've, number? And I don't have a life cycle product because I was looking for lion's mane stuff um, a couple of months ago and I just found this. Um, it's like a peppermint matcha tea with lion's mane mushroom in it. And that was, uh, that was the last one that I got out of the jar. But it's pretty tasty. So, so you've got the reishi mushroom. Like, Tell us about reishi. What's, um, what's that going to do for you? Reishi, reishi. Is, um, it's been known to, to help you chill out. So it's a stress reducer. A lot of people get improved sleep from having reishi as well. Um, but what the science has been showing is that um, for people that get allergies or overactive immune systems, it'll actually calm down um, those reactions. So um, 
Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 a calmer and a, and a supporter of the immune system, predominantly. Yeah, very cool. And then the lion's mane is more of a a focus or a, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, lion's mane lights up the brain. Um, heaps of people come back to us with uh, reports of improved memory and focus and performance, um, and as well as REM sleep. Um, you know, we've had we have many of our customers that use aura rings and and measure their sleep. Um, and and find significant improvement in in REM sleep. What's an aura ring? Aura ring is like a thing that you wear on your hand that measures your like physiological changes and and air activity. So it can okay. actually um, it can actually you know tell you how how you're sleeping and right yeah. Handy. So you've got a bunch of different mushroom stuff. So how do you normally like take them? These are uh, like a little what is it uh, essence almost. Yeah, a little drop. I just have it straight in the mouth. Um, Pow! Straight in the mouth. Bang! Yeah, <laughs> just whip off the lid and have a swig. But um, but you, it's got a little dropper, so you can measure a meal and put it in your coffee or your juice and things like that for the, for the morning or or whenever, any time of day. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very easy to, to consume, and like we started off doing mushroom powders with mu- like mushroom coffees and things, um, which is still very popular. But we we found that you know you've got to have your right recipes and your flavors to make it taste good. But this can just be added to anything; you wouldn't even know it's in there. Yeah. So can we take it back? Let's go back to how you ended up running a mushroom or co-founding with Julian a, a mushroom supplement company. Because back in the day when you were all about the keto, yeah. Um, when we met and you had some, uh, you know, another business called My Health Addiction. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you've you've changed into moved into this sort of thing. Tell yeah. how did it come about? What's well, the- Jules and I were working FIFO up in Parabadu in Western Australia. Um and we were health and wellness officers, so we were working one-on-one with a lot of the guys that are driving the trucks and, and doing all the hard yards up there in the, the mines and um, also living up in a, in a remote town. And what was very evident is the quality of food was completely lacking, like, you know, food that had been on trucks for weeks and there's nothing fresh. And this led to the guys eating just chips and sandwiches and dead food basically yeah um so we we really wanted to help them to grow food and like get get some freshness into their diet um which led to heaps of research into what you could actually grow food at home with no effort and no experience um and and we we were doing research into aquaponics where you could get like a whole system of fish um on your balcony growing all herbs and stuff um but it was the startup cost for that and the at the time and and the understanding and was not low-hanging fruit, unlike a mushroom kit, um, which we discovered you could collect coffee waste from local towns. You could turn that into a substrate, which mushrooms thrive off, particular oyster mushrooms, which we grow. And um, the consumer ends up with a kit. They just spray water on, put on their kitchen bench, and they have mushrooms in two weeks. Um, And this is often a catalyst to getting involved with growing food and where food comes from and and enjoying food that you've grown yourself, which is a real uh, amazing experience for people that haven't done it before. It's actually- yeah. Especially in like this time where everybody's on, you know, that whole, I think seeds sold out at Bunnings and yeah. you know, everybody's like, shit, the place is going to go into food lockdown. Is that <laughs> yeah, we need, thing at the moment? <laughs> need yeah. to grow around Tucker. <laughs> and I was at a friend's place um, last week down here in Margs and- um, they had one of your mushroom bags mm. uh, on their kitchen bench. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's my boy Creedy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like it's so rewarding to see these people get it and send back the photos of their mushrooms growing and the kids getting involved and and the flavors that you can create with the mushrooms are phenomenal. 
um, vegan and vegetarianism is on the rise and then people are looking for sources of iron and protein that are from non-meat sources and yeah. mushrooms offer this. So that's why we chose mushrooms and um, and the like low uh, entry level for anyone to get involved was why we went down that path. Yeah, and originally you were growing them in big shipping containers, weren't you? It's the, yeah. the business, as far as I've seen it, has gone moved from Melbourne to Byron Bay and now you're down <laughs> here in Margaret River. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've been all over the place. But we started in Fremantle four and a half years ago. We did a crowdfunding campaign, raised $30,000 with the local community, um, had overwhelming support, fortunately got a gig on ABC News where they covered our story. That went pretty viral on Facebook. Um, and the next minute we had all these emails from people around Australia saying, how do I start a mushroom farm? How can I replicate what you're doing? Um, so the business kind of was in the area of mushroom kits, helping um, people grow their own food, selling fresh mushrooms into the Fremantle district and Perth restaurants and things. And then also then helping, enabling other people to set up their own mushroom businesses in Australia. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. It's certainly grown uh, a long way since that. And like I said, I keep seeing it everywhere and, um, Andy, did you see on Rogan um, recently? Have you seen that clip? Yeah, it's funny because um, I came across Life Cycle um, just trying to find lines, main stuff, and then almost it's my Instagram has just kept showing me the um, clip of Joe Rogan and I think it's Rashid Evans, a UFC fighter, who's um, yeah. Yeah, talking about the products. Is he, he someone that you've worked with or has he just come across that organically? We, we were so fortunate um, to get... Rashad Evans talking about our products on Joe Rogan and it was just the fact that he really likes them. Fortunately, we didn't, didn't cost us anything or we weren't doing any sponsorship deals or anything. It was just a, a, an athlete that found that his performance was improved by using life cycle cordyceps particularly, which is a mushroom. Um, and that we, that we bottle and, and create in Byron Bay. Um, and this, yeah. So this little Australian company, um, has fast turned into um, supplying products to high-performance athletes around the world. So um, we're just so grateful for that exposure. Isn't it? That's um, like winning the marketing um, lottery, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just right. free advertising yeah. on the world's biggest um, podcast. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Especially mushrooms on Rogan as well because he froths, froths the mushies. Well, that's where I sort of yeah. started – thinking about as well the lion's main stuff and i know that you've been sort of on it for a while anyway was but yeah he's definitely a proponent for the what's the guy john uh stamets is that his name stamets. paul stamets yeah, paul yeah stamets, i think yeah. the first time i heard him talk a couple of years ago i was like oh this is he he can suck you right in to go down a rabbit hole in, with this stuff i think the other thing i was going to say is with everyone stuck at home i've been like making kombucha um, pickling everything that I can get my hands on and making sauerkraut. There must be a, a big demand at the moment for people to do stuff like this at home because everyone's got the time. It, it's been overwhelming how much um, response we've had considering the the situation with the lockdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're very fortunate that, one, we provide natural health-boosting products that support people through this winter um, virus period and the um, – the homegrown situation. So an offshoot of Lifecycle is we created the National Mushroom Network, um, which is off the back of people wanting to, to start their own mushroom growing setups in their backyard, sell to their neighbours, sell to their farmers markets and become a de decentralised food system um, where food is, you know, grown locally and, and distributed locally. So um, we've got 60 members in that network across Australia who we support. 
and um, I've had about 20 new applications in the last two weeks for people recognizing the power of working from home, working remotely, and then adding um, a food growing system to your repertoire. So they're growing mushrooms that you guys can then use to create your products. Is that? Oh, well, these are mushrooms. These are oyster mushrooms that they can sell to the neighbors and things oh, okay. and to the right, farmers gotcha. markets and restaurants for, for their own consumption. So it's, it's basically for them to become their own sort of mushroom business at home. Yeah. That's yep. cool. I've always had a thing like when you go into the supermarket, buying locally for A, support Australia, everyone knows that, but buying locally in terms of your vegetables makes so much sense because that, that spud or whatever it is has done less kilometres mm. than the other fruit, you know, buy cannabis bananas instead of something from Cairns or Queensland. Mm. And I think having this, because everything's shut down now and people are really seeing how far away their food comes from or what they can't get in or what, you know, can't happen and, and it does take it all back to hang on a minute we can grow our own stuff like how's instagram is just lit up with people cooking yeah and they're like look at me i baked bread it's like that's fucking 101 like <laughs> talk to your, your grandparents like they're making yeah. their own bread and like you wouldn't think it brings you so much joy until you do it yeah um but you're right because the food miles are, are long when you're buying from far away but then you've got the freshness aspect which is the nutritional properties that are, are diminished in the period that they've been picked You've also got the local economy, which can be often be overlooked, and people don't. It can be common sense, but it can be not really recognised. That if you're buying from a big corporation, that money's going to the shareholders of someone potentially overseas. If you're buying from a small local business, that money's then going into your neighbour's pocket, who are likely then to make spend it back into your to your pocket. So it's more of a you're building your local um, community. communism. Oh, I community. Think- yeah, sorry. <laughs> the interesting thing there is when. When this um, sort of corona stuff kicked off and the big supermarkets were struggling to get food on the shelves, you go to the little um, veggie market or the little butcher and they seem to have plenty of products. So I reckon they um, – I mean, I switched my shopping habits pretty much to – and then, you know, to the local grocer and you realise how much better the produce is anyway. So I think this has probably done wonders for smaller, smaller business and smaller, you know, fresh food providers. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed that firsthand. Yeah, as as much as like obviously you know it's a global pandemic, and in no way are we over. And there's a few countries that are going to really struggle going forward, particularly Asian countries or even India or you know other places like that. But I think for the privileged people, you know, most of Australia, um, it's a really good opportunity to stop and like it's. A, I think it's given everyone a bit of a slap and like think mm-hmm. about what you do every day, like what actually makes sense what's important to you what's real you know like yeah exercising go outside exercise eat food support your community yeah like the basics of building the building blocks isn't it spend time with the family is one thing that i've seen like so many families are just going for like walks and doing activities that they've never done before um go to waterfalls and things and spend quality time with their father that may previously have been at work yeah year round um it's, it's great outcomes from And just down here is pretty good. I know things are different in Sydney, but like life doesn't change too much because a lot of what you do is outside. And mm. like, is that why you want to live down here in Cowtown? Or? Yeah. I want it to be in a vast place where you can go for walks. You can be in nature. You can be out of radio frequency waves. You know, you can be surfing um, only with a few people and um, just truly be out of the hustle and bustle. Yeah. Um, so fortunately we can work remotely in many cases and that works for us. Um, 
it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool spot down here. I um I ran into you. Oh, we ran into each other at the surf, hence uh, this sort of came about. I forgot you were down here, but um, I think I was down here for Australia Day, and at the time um, you were telling me. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but um, you hadn't showered in a few months, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to talk about like it. Like not it's... a few months, like six. What? Oh, what? I, oh, I had a little bit of splash in between that in between <laughs> six months. But... What, what the hell? Was, <laughs> what was that about? I never fully got that story. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, I have been a long-time um, sufferer of eczema. Um, so, you know, since I was three years old. And then... I was um, prescribed with steroid creams from the doctor when you have a tiny rash in me on your arm or behind your knee and then the, ster- the steroid cream would quickly wipe it away, you know. Um, and then using that all through my life, every time I had a little rash, slowly, slowly build up um, my body's um, inability to, cre- to produce its own hormones um, to get rid of, to, to regulate the body. So then the body just becomes so, so... Um, relying on steroid cream i actually got to the point where i had to take internal immunoregulators um via tablets for my whole system just because it just kept getting worse and worse um so yeah number one the pharmaceuticals have got the got the um side effects that we're never gonna um, reduce and i was did a lot of research into people that had um what they call red man syndrome which is where the whole skin goes completely red because it can no longer create um cortisol um and the only way to recover from that was to completely go off cold turkey off steroid creams and medications and let the body naturally produce its hormones again and and understand that it needs to regulate its um its system naturally so part of doing that was dehydrating yourself um so reducing your water intake significantly and not showering or not not wetting the skin as much as you can because that hydrates the skin um so when the skin gets really dry, it creates it natural cortisol. Okay. So that was the whole like system behind teaching my body how to like naturally recover. Um, so it was hell. Like it was just. So you gave yourself eczema by not doing anything about it. Yeah. Like, like, like literally not case. taking yeah. the artificial form of steroid yeah. of, of cortisol and letting my body naturally create it again so I could recover. And this took like a solid six months, um, you know, and I'm probably 95% healed now. But some people go through this period for three years, longer, wow. because depending on the period, you know, you've got 60-year-olds starting this process that have been fooled by take this steroid cream being the magic wand, but um, it's really a trap. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, um, you know, really focus. I couldn't, I was just, I was just trying to stay warm. My body temperature would be very vulnerable because of the skin surface would be so uh, delicate. Yeah. Um, and there's documentaries out there from people around the world trying to raise awareness of the dangers of steroid cream use for eczema um, patients and things. So, um, you know, I ended up going to hospital for four days in St. Vincent's like three years ago because it got that bad um, just because I couldn't regulate my body temperature. Wow. Um, but but then I walked out of hospital with a whole bunch of pills and and it was only going to be a vicious cycle again. So I had to lock myself away down here, take care of my stress, um, and just deliberately dehydrate myself until my skin could naturally heal. And that is a hectic story. Like, And, and I'm looking at you. I can't see any eczema mm. at the moment. Mm, like, 
I've well, taken a positive better, turn. So. Like I've just been like probably the last month I've been like really, really good. I, like, like that day when I saw you at the surf, that was the first time I'd surfed in 12 months because I couldn't get the skin wet. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked now. Absolutely stoked. And anyone else, anyone out there that's got any kind of eczema or any friends that have got it, like um, I totally recommend following this because it can, it's a period of hardship that can change your life forever. Yeah. Yep. It's an easy one to overdose on, isn't it? You know, when you've got an itch, like it's the worst thing and, and you, you don't realise, like I never thought you would have overdosed on cream. You know, no. like you think about getting an immunity to Panadol or paracetamols or something like that. But mm. yeah, that's um, that's a hectic story. What's the, how cheesy did it get? How bad, mate? Like proper no oh, showers. Like, but- like, um, like <laughs> awake all night in my own ooze. Like oh. absolutely incredibly disgusting. <laughs> oh, and you've got a partner as well. Yeah, so she, I, I, I love her so much for sticking sticking with me through it. <laughs> That's um, yeah, gross. What about in public? Did you go and see people? No, Did I didn't. you smell? I, I, I mean, I actually had to get a haircut at one point, and the lady said, "Oh, you've seen a bit of sun today, haven't you?" <laughs> oh, like I didn't bother her with this long-winded story. Like, yeah, just had to push through. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't mind going a week without a shower if it's on a surf trip. But, you know, it comes a time when you you just need to freshen up a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I, and I did do that every, every now and then, but it has required, but, like, it, it, it can set you backwards. Set you backwards, so. Um, yeah, that's that's nuts. Um, Andy, did you have any questions? Yeah, I think um, I was just thinking yeah. I've got a mate who's got real bad psoriasis and he's always trying to regulate it with diet. Does that play into it or is it... Yeah, like um, well, the best thing about it is now I've um, I've no longer require the steroid cream for hormone regulation. The, I don't have um, the eczema, but if I do get a little bit of a rash in my arm, or like like I would have when I was three years old when I started on the creams, I know that's actually just a byproduct of me being um, undernourished, uh, not slept well, stress is high. So it's just it's, if you take care of yourself naturally through diet, yeah. you won't have these symptoms in, to begin with. Um, but a big thing for me was switching over to a um, plant-based diet, and um, that now that I can drink water and things, is becoming really hydrated, flushing my system out, cleansing, um, using things like fulvic acid, which is a a product from naturally found in soil, which can detox the body from heavy metal metals. Um, well, and, what's that? What uh, it's that? called fulvic acid. Yeah. Um, and it's the dark substance in plant, uh, sorry, in, in soil, um, which is also linked with humic acid, which is a, it was a, yeah, a substance from, um, plants and logs and trees that have been, um, decomposed over centuries and create this really, um, nutrient rich substance that can take heavy metals and, um, just nasties that have accumulated in your body throughout years of chemical exposure and consumption of non-organic food and drinking fluoride water and yeah how do you get how do you take that oh you... it's just it's in a tincture form like the life cycle um products tincture. yeah so it's, it's, it's a little means, dropper little form. dropper yeah you can just wow you can just put it into some water um but that, that was one of many i mean i've i at one point were only eating fruit like just for a one like for a week period only eating fruit because it just flushes the system so then you can go to the toilet a lot you can just flush out hydrate um, fill your body with alive foods because like we we're talking about before, like foods that have been uh, fresh or have been harvested soon before eating are full of um, vibrant um, life form and ele- uh, where electrical 
beings that react with frequencies in food that are alive um, as opposed to dead things which can sit in your body and like we're talking about bread for was like just sit in your body and be a very heavy heavy yeah. on the system but alive things can can work with your system and detox you well, it's like you, um, eating alive things like kombucha and um, sauerkraut and that sort of thing. Yeah, they've got they've got beneficial bacteria for the, for the gut, um, um, but the kind of uh, life aliveness I'm talking about is more to do with the um, like the harvesting of fresh rocket in your garden yep. and, and consuming it straight away, or an apple off a tree that it, that is still alive. Um, it's still got life form in it. Um, which dissipates with time and then it starts decomposing. It loses its life form. So would you go back to meat if you could just bot, you know, take a bite straight out of the cow while it's sort of still? <laughs> <laughs> if it's alive, I'll do it. No. <laughs> you, could eat, um, you could eat lizard tails and then they just grow back and then you're not killing it. That, maybe that's the next step. Yes. Just to, yeah, come, You have a lizard, you have a couple in like a fish tank or something, you know, they'd replenish themselves. <laughs> You're yeah. onto something there because the lizard would be perfect because you're only taking the end of the tail every few days. Yeah. And they, they wouldn't yeah. even feel it, so. <laughs> no, apparently not. Do you remember that um, gecko's tail in Indo, Andy? No. Oh, yes, I do, actually. Muck and yeah. Mal, um, where, where, <laughs> Andy and I were in South, South Sumatra, yep. is that where we were? Um, on the surf trip and like, it was the last night. We pretty much got skunked for waves the whole week, so we are pretty bored. And we're just playing pool and mucking around. And anyway, there's this like gecko. There's mm. two geckos hanging like um, above the pool table. And they were like, one of them was holding on. They were locked in their mouths. So they'd bitten oh. each other's mouth and they were like hanging from the roof. And anyway, it was like all pretty funny. And then this um, gecko like drops its tail onto the pool table. And um, and I was like, muck and mala, muck and mala. Just like dinner time. And I'm just like, <laughs> ah, and then just ate this gecko's tail. Wow. And I. It was actually horrendous. <laughs> this thing's like wiggling around, and I actually that night I took the um took my malaria tablets at night and then lay down, which you shouldn't do because mm. they need to go down. So they're like right. acid of the oh. tablet or something burnt my esophagus, and then I woke up in the morning and I thought this thing's fucking stuck in my throat. Like <laughs> just to, <laughs> I couldn't get it out. I couldn't wash it down. It hurt. I was like it literally felt like I had this tail. Mate, stuck this has in got my, a novel coronavirus written all over it. This story. <laughs> like you've got, you're eating animals you shouldn't be eating. Then you're medicating yourself with malaria tablets. This is, you've just been through the whole Corona thing five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it turns out I was fine. We're here today. Muck and mullum. You made it yeah. through muck and mullum. Hey, can I ask a question about about the non-drinking? Because I find mm. I find it interesting, and obviously there's immense amount of benefits from stopping drinking. It's just like, what were you just like a regular drinker before that, and like does it affect your your socialization in Australia now? Because that's the that's the toughest thing. Even when you're taking a, a month off or something, it's just like the yeah. nonstop questions it's, from people. It's a great question. Like yeah, when like when I was playing footy with Woz five years ago and four years ago in um, Cottesloe, I was having beers with the crew every Saturday night, um, but. I think I got to the point where my health was so deteriorated from the eczema and and trying to solve that that I was like, okay, I'm just going to do everything I can. This yeah. is the this is the last thing I ever want to um, have, so I'll just do everything it takes to, to fix it. And then I did, so I just chose like anything that was toxic for the body, I just removed. Yep. Um, but then I also through that process, I was like, I don't need a drink. I still kept going out with mates. I still 
like my socializing social life wasn't affected at all. So I was like, well, this is convenient. I can just still have the same benefits, not be hungover, still be productive on a Sunday. And as as a um, when Julian and I were starting up the business, the life cycle, you know, like we were we you know seven days a week, so we have to be switched on, and we couldn't afford to be not productive for periods of time. So it was a convenient um, outcome to be like performing well and still being social. Yeah, whilst we did play footy together, you were a league above everybody else in that team, mate. And so, were you training with Melbourne at one point? Um, the, the D's? Oh, I played for Casey Scorpions, which is Melbourne's reserves. Yeah. Reserves team. Yeah. So, like, quite a good level of footy. And did like the skin condition and those things affect the footy career? Like, um, I mean, well, at that point, it was I was just using enough cream to you know like get through. So I, I wasn't affected, and the, and the creams were still working at that point. Yeah. So it didn't affect my footy, but it did affect when you're on these pharmaceuticals. It just makes you a bit more like foggy. Yeah. Um, and your general well-being is not as vibrant. So I was still able to play footy fine, but um, I still knew that I, I still had that on my shoulder that I was using pharmaceuticals to get through. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, maybe if you weren't drinking back then, mate, could have made the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and who knows? But, yeah, that's another world. That's another world ago, wasn't I, it? Like- yeah, is it mostly a habit as well? I mean, I think of um, especially working from home, for me, talking to a lot of people, people have been drinking more, not necessarily you know, binging every night. But for me, like you're in the same place and it's like, okay, work's finished. And it's all like, I'm drinking beers at five o'clock or like 4.30. I'm like, right, I need to have a beer because work's done then. And so it's just like, switch you off. Yeah, yeah, which is, I should be going for a run or going outside and I often do, but it's like, as well, it's just that disconnect. Like mm. the top, whereas you'd have to commute home normally or you come back and then, then you're doing the home things or it's a, yeah, yeah, disconnect already, but yeah, I think it was it's easy if, it, not to if it becomes part of your daily routine, like you get into, especially at the moment when you're home all the time, your routine becomes really strong. So if that includes having a beer at four thirty, it's um, it's real easy to keep doing it. So it's um, yeah, I'm finding that I'm I'm going for runs, but like on Saturday I'll go for a big run. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I've really earned a beer. <laughs> it's, mm. it's like I've done heavy exercise. I can have a beer, and then I'll have quite a few. But um, try to avoid them Monday to Thursday. It's often about like what people are doing around you as well, isn't it? Like, like they say, like you you are the product of the five closest friends. And like when <laughs> I lived in Byron Bay, we had um, <laughs> we no one like all my group. Of friends weren't drinking like but we still used to be out like every night down at the rails and stuff like that but it's just like for a chat and for a, yeah, for a yarn yeah. and like listen to some awesome music and and alcohol i mean alcohol was just like an old thing well, you know, yeah did, well, my so. partner she she goes long periods of time without drinking like she did i don't know six months and she's doing doing a, a, a stretch at the moment but it doesn't really change my behavior that much. <laughs> so I'm more of a product of myself, I think. But um, I know what you mean. You, you're making it a tough job then for Mel to just uh, that sound of cracking a tin. And it's like, it's the same thing with diet for me. Like, I don't have things in the house. And if it's not there, then I'm, it's fine. But mm. I don't, like, I keep beers in the cupboard for that reason. Like, yeah. If it's in the fridge, I'll just drink it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's always been my go-to. I just don't have it in the house. But um, this week I got it because we had Benny from the beer farm last week. I was like, I really want to get some beer farm beers in Sydney, which aren't that easy to do. But then there's these guys called Taps and Tins who are doing Sydney delivery of like random um, 
random breweries, including beer farms. So I've ordered a, I got them to deliver me a slab of beer farm. So I've actually got 24 beers in the house for the first time in, I don't know, a year. I'd never have a slab. So, um, too rich, yeah. just buy six packs. So that's <laughs> thanks, thanks to Benny for ruining my uh, good run. But anyway, um, that was pretty wild that podcast that we did last time. I don't know if we've got any listeners left. Oh, look, people like a wild podcast. And um, look, you guys were wild. I was pretty, um, I was over here in Sydney just chilling, but I think things were getting pretty, pretty loose where you were. Yeah, it was, yeah. It got uh, we we found the boundaries. That's for sure. Benny loves beer, and um, yeah, there's a lot of yelling. I'm I'm enjoying this one though a lot more. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely benefits to a to a midday podcast, which I don't think we've done before. No midday podcast as well. The second sober one down in Margaret River because the guy um you would see in Surf Delta Designs. So Marty Littlewood shapes all the big guns for like pretty much fifty percent of the guys that are surfing main break and right. riding deltas, and he quit boozing. Um, a couple of years ago now, hmm. um, just that reason he was just getting old and he was just like, I can't do it anymore. You know, he's slowing down. Hmm. I think he's over, over 60, 68 or something. And he's hmm. like, I'm going to, you know, I want to keep surfing and keep doing everything. And so he just straight up cold turkey, quit drinking because hmm. that's what it's going to take. And he's looking fitter than he ever has. He's like, feels amazing. He's like, I don't know what I was doing <laughs> to myself. And yet, you know, I'm well, what, what did he say? He said, like, stuff. I like surfing more than I like drinking and i can't do both so stick with surfing i think it's it yeah anyway it's easier to find a balance i was talking to a mate i don't want to name names but i was talking to a mate last night and he he drinks beers every day and he drinks heaps on the weekend and he doesn't really exercise it's like how do do you feel okay like i really need a balance like i gotta exercise pretty much every day and i can have a few beers and feel good but if i just did the beers and the no exercise I would feel terrible. I don't know. I think like that's where you slide into alcoholism (laughs) where it's like drinking the beers makes you feel okay and then you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're back. Oh, it's a vicious alcoholic cycle, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a deeper (laughs) issue that we're probably not qualified to (laughs) discuss. But whoever that is, give us a call. I'm happy to have a chat. He's not a listener, so it's okay. (laughs) Too busy getting pissed. No, no, mate, we're a drinking man's podcast. It should be all over. That's right. All over one off the wood. Um, I was going to say, you mentioned before was about everyone's posting their cooking on online. And um, Brian, you sort of said, well, it does bring a lot of joy. And you don't realize the simple thing like like doing some cooking, it brings, you know, brings a lot of joy. And I've been getting right into I said doing like pickles and kombucha and sauerkraut. and But I made these mushroom like mushroom burgers last night and they were so damn good that I nearly convinced myself to be vego. I, I, didn't, <laughs> really? I didn't post them online us, though. That's the, the only thing recipe. I'm missing out on. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've got to post. You need to get the props. Yeah. We're doing, is, um, would I be um, a bit premature if I said that's what's got you frothing, Andy? Mushroom burgers? Yeah. No, there's got, got another it, well, it has actually got me frothing, but I've got a few other things on the go at the moment that have got me pretty excited. <laughs> do you want to do a premature froth? Um, I had a, um, my, uh, what got me frothing this week, um, was a bit left field and I haven't had it in a while. Um, but I rolled into the, um, shop at Preveley at about, it must have been six o'clock or something. It would have been after six. I'd surfed and it was dark. Mm. And then um, 
came in and was just, I can't remember what I was picking up, probably a beer or something. And the lady's like, oh, do you want a pie? I was like, sorry? And he's like, they're about to close. And mm. they had the Bay Marie had two pies left in it. And I was like, yes. It's like the old free pie clock, you know, and you like yeah. nail the bakery timing just before they close and then you like buy a sausage roll and they give you everything else. So I was like, yeah, I want a pie. <laughs> and so I nailed free pie clock and it like proper frothed me out because I wasn't sure what I was going to have for dinner. I'd missed the shop and I was like- Oh, don't know. And then I got this pie and it was a red wine and beef pie and it was like juicy and amazing. It wasn't one of those servo end of the day pies that, you know, is is dried up and is pretty much a a piece of beef jerky. But it was just incredible. And I was like- I nailed it before I even got back to my house. Yeah, I haven't had a pie since 40 days, mate. Oh, oh, even mate. as a junior, probably. <laughs> really? And the pies, it's the perfect it's the packaging. It's your meal yeah. in there. There's vegetables in them sometimes. They do a, down there, they do a broccoli and cheese pie. Oh, yes. And it's like, there's no lid on it. It's just overflowing, They're like w- covered in broccoli, cauliflower yeah. and cheese. And oh man, it's that, really that's good. That's a huge win. Yeah, massive recommendations on there. But that like proper frothed me out. Like just that little... Buzz of like, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but just I used to nail thing. the- After a surf, you'd smash <laughs> just, a lot of pies. Do you know what, yeah. you know what drives yeah. me mental? And like this, there's bakeries all around Australia who have their pie oven turned up too hot, right? So A, it dries out the pastry and B, it's toxic, like nuclear hot inside. And they're a, <laughs> and they're a pie shop. So they've only really got to get one thing correct and that's- the you know moderating the temperature of the pie oven and they can't do it like you should not be allowed to have a pie shop if you cannot get the right temperature of your pie oven it actually drives me mental i get so angry if i buy a pie too hot you, anyway what's the what's it's the ultimate what's pie shop temperature what's, we need it what's grinding my gears <laughs> what's grinding your gear you need to get next time you someone nails it you need to ask them what temperature they got so yeah. you can start educating oh, you walk in the there, other so pie shops. This is perfect. The pastry is still soft. The meat is hot, but it doesn't burn me. Well done. What temperature <laughs> have you got it set to? I don't, yeah, know, I don't know what it is, but I shouldn't have to know because I'm not. I don't own a pie shop. I'm not a baker. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, are we on the frothing? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, mate, we might as well. Yeah, drop. I mean, I can tell you what it has got me gone. frothing this week. Every May. And it's only, I know I've only just hit May, but every May the, the mountains in Australia get a big dump of snow and it, it literally happens every May and people get surprised mm. every time. And it's like, oh, my God, it's snowed a foot. It's going to be the best early season ever and then it melts and then it, the season doesn't start till July. But anyway, it's happened. First of May, they got like two feet of snow um, and I was just seeing a few mates up there who were getting a little ski in and I've been here like running hills, training, getting ready for the winter. So I'm just getting frothed um, about trying to get real fit so that when this snow hits and hopefully the corona means we can go to the mountains and, and climb some mountains and slide down them. So I was getting a little bit frothed about the idea and I've been running running around in circles up and down hills. You've been, you've been running like heaps. This, I've never known you to be much of a runner. And we went for one run in the like three years we lived in St Kilda together. Yeah, you know what? That was the longest run I'd ever done. I think we ran 8Ks or something. We right. ran. You, I think you, you were like, no, no, we'll go this way back. And it was just a long... We ended up walking back because... <laughs> you know what though? Probably was, had a beer on the way home. Back, it was a, I had a rash between my legs yeah. from... I was unfit and my footy shorts rubbed. It was a bad time. <laughs> but back then, I could run about 4K and my hips would seize up. And I just figured, well, my hips are fucked because... I did too much skiing back in the day, but I've, I've since learnt that it's tight muscles and that if you do things to relieve that, 
my hips aren't actually fucked, but I just thought they were when I was younger. Now I can run 10K and be fine, um, which is kind of a good spot to be in 10 years later that I can actually... Because I, you know, I thought I thought I had arthritis or something, but you just you learn that it's just tight <laughs> hammies and tight glutes that just pulls everything out of whack. So, anyway, so I ran my first ten k last week, and I did another one yesterday. So, ten k, that's massive. Yeah, huge. Um, I ran three k's the other morning, and it hurt. <laughs> I was well. You got to stretch I, the glutes and the hammies, otherwise it all goes pear shaped. Okay. But you're you are uh, before a shambles was like your body. I'll tell you oh, what, no. Which one of these mushroom elixirs is just good to reset the rig? Because everything's <laughs> crook, elbow. I think the two years of or three years of riding bulls doesn't help. Like, that's when- definitely a yeah like a reason. But you know we're moving forward. I need to fix this stuff. The, um, the cordyceps actually increases your ability to utilize energy. Well, so if if you're going for a run, it might help you you know extend your output. Can you can we, should we run through the the mushroom types, Andy? Like the the benefits of these? Yeah, I'd be really interested because I'm actually on the website now and I'm about to make a purchase. So, um, talk us. Let, right. Can well, we go you, through them? Is that you all right? call about? You're on. Yeah, you're on the website. You could call. I'm just call also we'll, looking at the uh, reishi mushroom shiraz, which I'd be interested to hear about as well. Yeah, that's been popular. Yeah, we've um, let me. Um, we love to add the functional mushrooms to any kind of beverage that people are drinking. So. Yeah. Um, to get it into your daily routine, that's that's kind of our the way we can support people. But, but generally, like we get a lot of people coming back and reporting that their wellness, you know, wellness is a broad term, but you know, sleeping better, feeling of happiness, feeling of vibrancy, um, less illness. These kind of um, reports are coming through. So then, that's that's through continually habitual use of adding the mushrooms to your coffee, to your juices, to your wines, to your drinks, whatever. Um, so yeah, we've kind of we started with mushroom coffee, then we went down to mushroom hot chocolates, and then we've got um, mushroom wine. Um, we've got mushroom honey. Um, well, what else we got? Can I ask, we've with got the mushroom coffee? The is it? It's just you mix it with coffee. It's not a coffee replacement. Is that right? Yeah, it's you mix it with well, yeah, it's got organic coffee in yeah, there, okay. in gotcha. our in our cylinder. We got organic dehydrated coffee yep. um, with cordyceps and lion's mane. But you could just buy the um, the tincture. Is it what is it? What do you call it? The yeah, if you and you could brew, add that to you your could, own. You could own add, brew. The, add the bottle to your your existing brew. Yeah. So we went through the lion's mane and the the reishi. What about the turkey tail? What's that all about? Turkey tails. Um, that's like a prebiotic, so it supports gut health primarily. And there's research out there that shows an increase in white blood cell count. So a lot of people take it um, when they feel like they're getting unwell um, and they've got something that's affecting the body. They'll they'll jump onto some turkey tail. Um, but yeah, most commonly used for for gut health. Looks pretty cool as well. Like pretty epic looking mushroom. Got a groovy name. Some crazy colors yeah, and things. So. You- I've got one of the turkey tail. I've got all of these bottles um, in front of me here. And I noticed on it, like, obviously you've, you can tell us the benefits of it, but it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't say that sort of stuff on it. What's the, I suppose, the legal requirement? Because, I mean, if it, if you could say that for everyone, you'd list these things on it, wouldn't yeah. you? But- we we um, speak about testimonials. We speak about what people are using them for, but it's a, it's not, we don't make health claims. We let people do their own research, go to PubMed, find out what these mushrooms 
are doing in the in the studies. What's PubMed? Uh, PubMed oh. is a um, website where you can get all the peer reviewed research and um, all the scientific studies. Um, because yeah, Japanese and Chinese cultures have been using them for so long, um, and there's a lot of uh, research out there. They're new to our Western culture, um, but we like people to take ownership of their own health and and decide what you know is going to be good for them. So yeah, we don't make any claims. We don't try to say this is going to yeah. change your life, but it, we, um, we let people do their own. Is that because I mean the what you'd need to go through to make basically you're calling it a drug then, aren't you? Almost if you're going to if you were going to write that on the packet, like it's paracetamol, it does well, this. Well, yeah, it's a it's a full full spectrum mushroom extract, which has all the compounds extracted out of something from nature. It hasn't been created in a lab. Yeah. Um, and it's not in the category of what you're speaking of, of yeah. pharmaceuticals. So it's a it's, it's a it's a mushroom extract that people yeah. can use for flavoring. They can use it for any kind of um, benefit that they've discovered from research from these products. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. rather than like, it's like writing on the front of a of a lettuce. This will hydrate you. Uh, is exactly. Good for you wouldn't do that this. on a lettuce. No. But no, the, the lettuce, scientific no. research is out there too, isn't it? It's not. It's not like it. It, it exists, and and studies have been done on. Oh, on, there's thousands of studies. Yeah, there's an abundance of research out there. Yeah. To me, it makes perfect yeah. sense that there's got to be benefits in it because of just how powerful mushrooms can be in general. You think like what a psychedelic mushroom can do to someone or what a poisonous mushroom can do to someone. Like they're a powerful thing. So if you, there's. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite studies, Andy, is that um, they got a group of mice and they um, severed half of the, the mice's gluteal nerve. So they could no longer, sorry, they severed all of the mice's gluteal nerve so they could no longer walk. And they fed half of them with lion's mane and half without and the ones that they fed with lion's mane actually regenerated the nerves in their glute so they could walk again. The ones that weren't fed lion's mane could, could remain unable to walk. So this is demonstrating the power of um, nerve regeneration. And this is what happens when someone consumes lion's mane and reports benefits in memory and focus because it lights up all the neurons and the myelin sheath around the neurons um, is activated. So, um, they can, you know, they say food that supports parts of the body looks like it. If you look at the how a lion's mane looks, it's like a fluffy brain. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it looks crazy. It's phenomenal the way people are reporting this benefit. That is actually yeah. a crazy, crazy study that you've pointed out there. And there's so many out there, yeah, that um, that you can easily find on Google. One of, so one cool. of my favourite Paul Stamets um, mushroom ones is they, they got a, I don't, I don't know what, what uh, fungus it was, but they basically put food out in... Um, the replace of Tokyo City of basically where all the populations were and then let this fungus grow to go out and find the food. And they, you know, the first time it, it sort of went out and found it and took a while and then a spore from that mushroom or that fungus, they did it again and it went, boom, straight out the most efficient way because it remembered mm. where the food was and went out there. And then the irony was that it was basically um, made a more efficient version of the Tokyo subway than the Tokyo subway Wow! Um, by, you know, linking all of these food sources together yeah. and it did it organically instantly from learning once, yeah. you know, like so much smarter than us yet. We don't like fathom that it has a brain or a memory or a creature. And like some of the shit that Paul Stamet talks about, it's like, fuck it, it yeah. probably blows your mind. They don't want to find out more about the technical 
benefits of mushrooms and all everything it can do in in nature pulse damage is one that you should definitely check out because because like it's commonly spoken of that mushrooms are more similar to humans than they are to plants have you seen well, he's, um, he's got a movie i'm not sure if it's out or it's coming out called fantastic fungi but it looks yeah looks pretty crazy have you seen i haven't seen it but it's it's been released recently i believe yeah, yeah. i have to um but, check it out yeah i'll get around that in lockdown for sure, for sure. So let's um, rip through. We, we lose track, which happens often in one off the wood. Um, <laughs> quadriceps, <laughs> mushroom, the maroon coloured one, brown coloured one yeah. on your website. Um, that's the one that Rashad Evans was speaking about on Joe Rogan about. It actually um, increases his energy and, and athletic output. Okay. Um, endurance athletes have been using this for increasing their ATP. Um, which is, you know, enabling more oxygen to get into the cells and um, aerobically performing better. Um, okay, so that's that's a good one. I'll get around that. Yeah, it'll help you in the, the way. The lion's mane, if I sever my gluteal nerve, <laughs> <laughs> just shots of that. Yeah, and Dave Asprey um, speaks about the improvements in his REM sleep when using lion's mane. He takes, he said he takes six to seven serves before bed and he gets in um, almost double his REM sleep. Um, than right. what he normally does. So rapid eye movement, um, period of, of, yeah, his sleep Do cycle. you have any, is there like any evidence to say that the um, powder is better than taking the, the drops or just eating the actual mushroom? Is there any benefit of, of taking um, it anyway? Anecdotal evidence, the liquid form has been reported to be significantly more effective. Yep. Um, and these are the ones that we bottle and grow in Byron Bay. Um, so an Australian product, um, has been, yeah, is, is a huge benefit to our offering, um, that we take complete control of the, the production element. Um, but yeah, nine times out of 10, the people giving testimonials are talking about the benefits of the liquid yep. product. Cool. Um, Very cool. Reishi, the purple one. Yeah. Reishi relaxes you and. Um, makes you calm. Um, it's an, it, the science shows an immune supporting benefit. Um, shiitake, we've had heaps of people come back with saying that their um, nails are really strong. Um, like women who've, um, who sometimes, you know, have got like dry skin around their nails or like brittle nails have been using shiitake and have come back like really strong nails and, and hair as well. So it's like a skin, hair, nail um, right. benefit. Wow. And the turkey tail. Turkey tail is the prebiotic gut health. The gut one. Yeah. Covered. All covered. Grouse. I'm all, I'm all covered. I like it. I'm, I'm going to get myself a, a mushy grow box as well. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. look you up. I'm a big fan of mushies. I used to hate them as a kid, but I just think they're like the best food. that Like, like you know, when you get pasta and you and the idea, that's just carrying the pasta sauce. You know, pasta shit by itself. Yeah. It's all about the pasta sauce and like you get nice pasta that can transport that or coat itself. Mate, that's what mushrooms are. They just absorb what's in your yeah, pan. That's like, so true. Yeah. Sometimes like if I've cooked, I don't know, I've cooked a bit of bacon and eggs or something in there, I'll like chop up mushies and throw it in the pan afterwards while yeah. it's like cooling down and just like let it absorb all the bacon juice yeah. and then eat them later. They're like a sponge, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Throw some herbs in it. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, I reckon I'm all about the mushies now. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking as a kid. Have you had the oyster but, mushrooms? Uh, I actually ate <laughs> that mate's place oh, I was sweet. at there. I just... Tore it straight off the box and ate a couple. Of <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. Was it how would it taste? Great, really? like they're fine. I mean, yeah. they're super clean and fresh, and, and it's better than like the mushies you get in the shop. Like they're obviously grown in yeah. dirt 
you know, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah. And often they've got bits of dirt on them and they haven't been, you know, cleaned. But because yeah. they're growing out of this box, yeah. you know, it's like growing into the air. They're not touching it. Then you can peel it straight off and yeah, eat it. Clean. Like you don't need to wash it. It's clean. It's yeah. been sprayed with water. Yeah. Like, Fried up some coconut oil and nice and crispy with some garlic and some herbs and you, you're laughing. Become a simple guy. <laughs> I just eat it straight off the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, Creedy, we should have asked you, mate. Well, is there anything that's got you frothing this um, in the last week? Day, no, I, I, um, what's got you frothing? I, yes, absolutely. I have got this little veggie patch going in my backyard now. And I was just yeah, just two days ago, I was like cruising through weeding it, pulling out all the grass. Um, and like over the last six months, Katie and I have just been throwing all our veggie scraps in, in there for like compost and stuff. And, um, I'm pulling out the weeds and then like, I pull out this, like, look, this plant or this big shoot of a plant looking thing. And it is actually, um, an avocado pip that had turned into a tree. And like my mate was telling me like six or probably six weeks ago, like how it's really, really difficult to grow avocados. And how you need to have the perfect scenario and the water level needs to be right and it needs to have the right amount of light, blah, blah, blah. And it just naturally grew this avocado <laughs> tree in my, in my garden. And I was like stoked. So I potted it up and absolutely love avocados. So. Nice. The trick with avos, and look, I'm no horticulturalist, <laughs> but they've got a mate. You need, um, you need to get two of them because they uh, need to cross-pollinate to fruit. Yeah. And that takes, they don't fruit for like six or eight years or something anyway. Yeah. So you can, you have to lock <laughs> it. So put it in a pot instead so you can take it with you. But uh, you need to get a couple going. You um, need to have a, fr- a friend. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, you need to have a friend for them because often if they're just like one or a male or you have two males or something like that, they don't, um, yeah, they don't fruit. I did that in. How do you know if they're a male or female? I don't know, mate. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure some horticulturists could, could do it. Maybe the shoots grow down or grow up or something. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. But uh, yeah. You get a couple. So that's a good frost. Yeah, so I'm frothing over gardening and like all these new plants that you can grow and yeah, that's that's my froth. I'm it's pretty sure um, Benny from Beer Farm, that was his same froth last week. So yeah. it must be a bit of gardening happening yeah. down in the south at the moment. Mm. It's good. Yeah, mate. It's um it's where it's at. All the all the simple things in life. Um that's sure. Mate, we have been talking about you the shrooms and boxes and all the stuff and I'm like I'm definitely gonna um Probably uh, plunder your house while I'm here for the, <laughs> yeah. the mushroom goodness. Got a stash. Um, but where can people find it? What's obviously they're going to follow you on Instagram. We'll plug it on our Instagram. It's just at Life Cycle with a K um, in the cycle L I F E C Y K E L um, for your Instagram. But what's your what's the website? Yeah, it's lifecycle.com is the website where you can find all the information about the Byron Bay produced products and our range of mushroom coffees and mushroom wines and mushroom honeys and things. And then um, a major project that I'm working on is the National Mushroom Network, which is an offshoot of Lifecycle, which is the one that supports people to start up their own micro business or food growing system in their backyard. Um, so check out nationalmushroomnetwork.com. Yeah, awesome. And you've got a shop um, as well down here. Katie, my girlfriend, runs a health food store up at the Shed Markets in Abbey. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice community um location and like you've got little food trucks outside and it's like an ongoing farmer's market type setup yeah so that's on um when you go you skip busso on your way to dunsborough yeah you get to the roundabout and then hook a left along the holy mile so it's just at the start of the holy mile yeah on the roundabout of caves road and Boston highway yeah 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 cool little spot so go and check that out go and um 
So the man, you get down there and help her out, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I head down and sure. sometimes pull up the laptop and do a bit of work <laughs> and help her stock up some stuff in the store. It's good fun. It's a really nice social community vibe there. Yeah, epic. Is there anything else you want to plug for us, mate? You, well, you've got a massive audience. We're not Rogan, um, but, you know, people listen. <laughs> We're influential. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to set up a discount code or something that I can pass on to you um, that you can put into the notes and um, then any of the audience that wants to get onto some mushrooms and try them if they haven't, they can get a discount on their first purchase. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we'll, mm. we'll get a um, – see the show notes for that, but um, whatever it is, something probably one off the wood. Um, yeah, that'd be great, mate. Yeah. Get people around, get them testing, make our uh, audience a little smarter. Maybe they'll start their own podcast. We can have little podcast communities. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few- yeah, anyone else that wants to give me a call and talk about how they could start their own mushroom grow, grow set up in their backyard, I'd love to do that. So, like, my phone number can be accessed through uh, the nationalmushroomnetwork.com or, yeah, we can ha- we can send some links. But I, I, it's really it's really a time where everyone's locked down for them to, like, reshape the way they do business or reshape the way they connect to their community and grow food. So um, it's what really drives me. Epic. Appreciate it, awesome. mate. Appreciate the time. Hey, um, Ryan, we we normally try to play a song at the end. If, do you have anything, um, or any 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 musicians or anything that you'd want to plug that we could chuck on the end, or um, should we just go rogue? Oh, you could go rogue. I was like, I'm I'm getting right into um a lot of the true seeking movement at the moment, and like Bob Dylan just released a um song about the JFK assassination. But it's it goes for like ten minutes and it's mate. It's, who cares? Yeah, we'll put it on um, <laughs> if we can. I don't um, know, Bob Dylan. It's called um, murder. Murder so foul, I think. Murder. I've just found murder most foul. Bob Dylan. Murder most foul. Yeah, and it, honestly, it's like he's. I mean, he's like a hundred years old and he's like singing like really real croaky voice. But Sick. Um, the lyrics are insane, and I think it opens up um, some truth there. Yeah. All right. Well, well let's yeah. we'll find that. Cool. And um, and let's throw it in that. there. Yeah. I think that's it. Was. I think we've. this is the first podcast where we've actually stuck to a time that we said we we're going to do. So, well done, guys, for that. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, I've, I've, um, there's probably a reason for it. <laughs> I haven't had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny that. The tangents weren't too wild. <laughs> hey, mate, it's been awesome. Yeah, thanks very much. Do you want to, Andy, do you want to sign us off and introduce us? song? will do. Yep. do. So, thanks, thanks for joining us. Check out Lifestyle, Life Cycle. And um, this is Bob Dylan, Murder Most Foul. Hooroo. Hooroo. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Got to say hooroo. Give us a hooroo. Hooroo. You. It was a dark day in Dallas, November 63. The day that would live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a right line Good day to be living and a good day to die He led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb He said, wait a minute, boys, you know who I am? Of course we do, we know who you are Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car Shot down like a dog in broad daylight Was a matter of timing and the timing was right You got unpaid debts We've come to collect We're gonna kill you with hatred and 
without any respect We'll mock you and shock you and we'll grin in your face We've already got someone here to take your place The day they blew out the brains of the king Thousands were watching, no one saw a thing It happened so quick and they're so quick by surprise Right there in front of everyone's eyes Greatest magic trick ever under the sun Perfectly executed, skillfully done Wolfman, oh wolfman, oh wolfman, how Rub-a-dub-dub, it's a murder most foul Hush, little children, you'll understand The Beatles are coming, they're gonna hold your hand Slide down the banister, go get your coat Ferry across the mercy and go for the throat There's three bums coming all dressed in rags Pick up the pieces and over the flags I'm going to Woodstock, it's the Aquarian age Then I'll go over to Altamont and sit near the stage Put your head out the window, let the good times roll There's a party going on behind the grassy knoll Stack up the bricks, pour the cement Don't say Dallas don't love you, Mr. President Put your foot in the tank and let's step on the gas Try to make it to the triple underpass Black-faced singer, white-faced clown Better not show your faces after the sun goes down I'm in the red light district like a cop on the beat Living in a nightmare on Elm Street When you're down on New Bellum, put your money in your shoe Don't ask what your country can do for you Cash on the bellhead, money to burn Dealey Plaza, make a left-hand turn Going down to the crossroads, gonna flying a ride. The place where faith, hope, and charity died. Shoot him while he runs, boy. Shoot him while you can. See if you can shoot the invisible man. Goodbye, Charlie. Goodbye, Uncle Sam. Frankly, Miss Scarlet, I don't give a damn What is the truth? Where did it go? Ask Oswald and Ruby Leona, no Shut your mouth, say it, and I slow down Business is business, and it's a murder most 
Tommy, can you hear me? I'm the Ancient Queen. I'm riding in a long Balanca Lincoln limousine. Riding in the back seat next to my wife. Heading straight on into the afterlife. I'm leading to the left and got my head on the left. Lord, I've been led into some kind of a trap Well, we ask no quarter, no quarter do we give We're right down the street From the street where you live They mutilated his body and they took out his brain What more could they do? They piled on the pain but his soul was not there where it was supposed to be at. For the last 50 years, they've been searching for that. Freedom, oh freedom, freedom over me. I hate to tell you, mister, but only dead men are free. Send me some love and tell me no lies. the gun in the gutter and walk on by Wake up little Susie, let's go for a drive Cross the Trinity River, let's keep hope alive Turn the radio on, don't touch the dials Parkland Hospital, only six more miles you got me dizzy, Miss Lizzie. You fill me with lead. That magic bullet of yours has gone on my head. I'm just a Patsy like Patsy Klein. Never shot anyone from in front or behind. Got blood in my eye, got blood in my ear. I'm never gonna make it to the new frontier Zubitus film I've seen that before Seen it 33 times, maybe more It's vile and deceitful, it's cruel and it's mean Ugliest thing that you ever have seen Killed him once and he killed him twice Killed him like a human sacrifice The day that they killed him someone said to me son The age of the Antichrist has just only begun Air Force One coming in through the gate Johnson sworn in at 238 
Let me know when you decide to throw in the towel It is what it is And it's murder most foul What's new, pussycat? What do I say? I said the soul of a nation will turn away And it's beginning to go into a slow decay And that it's 36 hours past judgment day Wolfman Jack He's speaking in tongues. He's going on and on and on at the top of his lungs. Play me a song, Mr. Wolfman Jack. Play it for me in my long Cadillac. Play me that only the good die young. Take me to the place Tom Dooley was hung. They say James Infirmary in the court of King James If you want to remember, you better write down the names Play it at James too, play it rather go blind Play it for the man with a telepathic mind Play John Lee Hooker, play Scratch My Back Play it for that strip club owner named Jack Guitar Slim going down slow Play it for me and for Marilyn Monroe Play please don't let me be misunderstood Play it for the first lady, she ain't feeling too good Play Don Henley, play Glenn Fry. Take it to the limit and let it go by Play it for Kyle Wilson too Looking far, far away down Gower Avenue Play tragedy, play twilight time Take me back to Tulsa to the scene of the crime Play another one and another one bites the dust Play the old rugged cross and in God we trust Ride the pink horse down that long lonesome road Stand there and wait for us to explode Play mystery train for Mr. Mystery The man who fell down dead like a rootless tree Play it for the reverend, play it for the pastor Play it for the dog that got no master Play Oscar Peterson Play Stan Gatz Play Blue Sky Play Dickie Betts Play Art Pepper Thelonious Monk Charlie Parker And all that junk all that junk and all of that jazz 
Play something for the Birdman of Alcatraz Play Buster Keaton Play Herr Lloyd Play Bugsy Seagull Play Pretty Boy Floyd Play the numbers Play the odds Play Cry Me a River For the Lord of the Gods Play number nine, play number six Play it for Nancy and Stevie Nicks Play Nat King Cole, play Nature Boy Play down in the boondocks for Terry Malloy Play it happen one night and one night of sin There's 12 million souls that are listening in Play Merchant of Venice, play Merchants of Death Play Stella by Starlight for Lady Macbeth Don't worry, Mr. President Help's on the way Your brothers are coming There'll be hell to pay Brothers, what brothers? What's this about hell? Tell them we're waiting, keep coming. We'll get them as well. Love Field is where his plane touched down. But it never did get back up off of the ground. It was a hard act to follow. Second to none. They killed him on the altar of the rising sun Play Misty for me And that old devil moon Play Anything Goes And Memphis in June Play Lonely at the Top And Lonely at the Brave Play it for Houdini spinning around his grave Play Jelly Roll Morton, play Lucille Play Deep in a Dream and play Driving Wheel Play Moonlight Sonata in F sharp And the key to the highway for the king of the heart Play Marching to Georgia in Dunbarton's drum Play darkness and death will come when it comes Play love me or leave me by the great bird pound Play the bloodstained banner, play murder most foul 